Do you wish you could get away from that internalized voice of disapproval and shame? This is one of the hardest moments to face for LGBTQ people on their path to acceptance, especially those with a faith background. It's the enemy within, internalized queer phobia. Let's talk about it. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? Well, hello and welcome to the Freed Hearts Podcast, episode 23. Her name is Susan Cottrell and my name is... <laughs> Robert Cottrell. I'm just trying to... To, to change it up a change little bit. Change it up sure. a little bit. And we are so, so glad to be with you. First of all, I want you to know that um, you're not alone. If you can hear the sound of my voice, you're not alone. <laughs> we are on this journey with you and we will go on this journey with you. And we are here and we encourage you to please listen, please share and reach out to us if you need to at hello at freedhearts.org. And if you have any questions or comments about the podcast specifically, any topics you'd like us to talk about, email us at podcast at freedhearts.org. And that, an email from someone actually led to this episode. Someone said, I would love to hear you guys talk about, oh, just a very minor topic. We're calling it the enemy within, which is internalized Queer phobia. Internalized queer phobia. Yeah. yeah. One of the hardest moments, one of the hardest things that LGBTQ plus people, especially Christians, uh, experience on their path to receiving acceptance from others, which oftentimes begins with, um, with acceptance of ourselves. Yes. And that homophobia, queer phobia um, gets in the way on that. In fact, we had... Yeah. yeah. Well, Renee Brown, I read this, I don't know, five, six years ago, uh, one of her books, she said that the male characteristics, what is identified as male in our culture, what's thought of as male, includes things like dominance over women. Competitiveness. Competitiveness, um, you know, over overwhelming their enemies or whatever. Yeah, that's and, typical, yeah. yeah. Yeah, typical male attributes. Uh Culturally male, I mean. Um, and the other one is uh, actively against... Disdain. Disdain for homosexuality. <laughs> not just they're straight. That's not enough. You have to disdain homosexuality in the cultural view of masculinity. And she's a researcher. So this was a research uh, finding that she had. And that's just terrifying. Right. And so what that means in this context is if you're a gay man, especially, but uh, you, you have an, inter an, an internal disdain for yourself yes, as a gay man, and you don't even know that. It's just there. Yeah, it's not conscious. Right. And if you're, if you're female, you may, have, you may experience that directly or indirectly from your father or the males in your life or, you know, those kind of things. So, so that's tough that in that internalized. And, and then if you grew up in the church, oh my gosh, you know, it's just, you know, they, you receive such rejection 
and condemnation and shame from the church, which is, quote, justified because God agrees, or yeah. so they say, which is a lie. Right. So internalized queer phobia. And yeah, go ahead. We say, and also your father, uh, I thought you were going there too. If you're, uh, if you're a father of a gay son, then you have internalized phobia against your son yeah. being gay. So all of these things just multiply. Yeah, I hear that all the time, actually. Mm-hmm. I hear that from dads who go, I don't know why this is so difficult for me. Yes. I love my son, but I don't know what, I don't know why. Yes. Well, this is part of the reason why is it's just, yes. it's how this culture has- Conditioned him. Conditioned us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So admitting that there is internalized, that we have internalized that sexual stigma against the LGBTQ plus community, um, you know, which again, they realize that that includes themselves. Yeah. If you're a gay man or, or part of that community. So internalized queer phobia, and we use that word because it includes, it's usually internalized homophobia. But this includes uh, homophobia, transphobia, and related phobias, all the wonderful phobias out there. The internalized queer phobia comes from the fear, yeah, not wonderful, the fear of being rejected, of being ejected and rejected by the community. And that's a primal core human fear is being looked at in the eyes or not in the eyes and saying, we don't want you here. Yeah. I mean, we that's probably the, the most primal fear. Yeah. You know, besides yeah. being dismantled by a tiger, as yeah. we refer to less hmm, episode, but just... Are you dealing with those fears about no, the tiger? No, but I'm saying <laughs> rejection from community. Yeah, last time we talked about the fear of a tiger. Yeah, so but the, the being rejected by your community is a very primal fear. Yeah. And so what happens is that we instinctively reject and hide the thing about ourselves that would alienate us from our communities. And then you add the weight of family strength and then the weight of religion on top of that fear, that, that threat of alienation. And it just makes it even, even more difficult, even yes. more, even more damaging. Yes. So it's like, it's like loading, I don't know, loading something inside of your brain and letting it do all the damage from within. You don't even have to do it anymore. You just let the internal machinations, uh, you know, machinations um, ruin you from within. Yeah, and it's kind of a spiral because we we talk about that the um, the core, one of the core reasons for issues like substance abuse and self-harm and suicide and, and digestive drug problems. abuse and yeah, is a huge and, thing. Yeah, eating all, disorders. Eating disorder. All those things within the gay community, a huge core reason for that is faith-based family rejection. So that's damaging enough. When that happens to you on top of this internalized queer phobia, it could be really damaging. And we don't want to leave you there. So that's what led to this episode. Yeah. Well, I want to read something that someone sent me about her own internalized queer phobia, um, which translates really as self-hatred, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, think of the re- that repugnance that homophobic or transphobic people feel towards gay or trans or whatever identified people. They don't want to be with them. They don't like them. They're not comfortable with them. 
and they'd really like them to change or go away. Well, internalized queer phobia is all of that feeling that way about yourself. You're sick of yourself and you wish you could change, but you can't. And this clash of what is going on inside you and what you think of, um, what you've been taught should be going on inside you make very a very disintegrated life wow. in not integrated that's in, that's interesting because it's a it's this huge conflict what what's inside of you the the truth about who you are is is so empowering Yes. And so you know that to live that way is is life-giving and it's your dream and it's your if only I could live true to who I am. But yes. then that is in conflict with this this uh subconscious uh uh phobia, this this hatred of yourself. Yes. That you don't even know is there sometimes. Yes. What a difficult oh my yes, gosh. Very so, difficult situation. Uh, Heartbreaking. Yeah, heartbreaking. And if you're going, we're, I'm sorry, I don't know what else to say, but we love you. Yeah. You know? Yes. Mm. And we do this work because of you. Yeah. Because we love you. I think this term, I think I'm going to use this correctly, that there's a word equanimity in yoga or in meditation, which means an equal weight and balance to what is going on outside of you with what's going on inside of you. And that word just popped to mind as far as your gender identity orientation, where what is expected outside of you and what is actually going on inside of you where they find balance. I think that there's something there about peace comes from that, that meeting of who you are with who you are feel the weight from without to be. So, okay, that... Yes, that's good. I will say too that, and this is this is very simplistic, but one thing I want you to remember that all the wonderful things you feel and know about yourself is truth. And all the things that you're afraid or that you don't like about yourself, again, you know, that, that internal, that, that queer phobia... That's a lie. It's just yes. it's not true. Yes. So as those things clash and your truth of who you are emerges to your conscious mind, embrace that. And what you're told that's disingenuous to that from without is a lie and you can push that away. So let the truth from who you are bubble up and let, you know, let your hand go up in front of those things coming at you, telling you you should be different. And I think that may help bring uh, equanimity to yourself, more peace and balance that your true self is able to find fuller expression as you're able to kind of say no thank you to the outside expectations for you because those will not bring you peace. Outside expectations will never bring you peace. And they're kind of, we kind of think that they will if we somehow can meet them, which we can't, that we'll somehow find peace, but it's not true. Outside expectations won't bring you peace. Community and being in good community with people who are safe and you trust, who love you, is, is peaceful and helps bring peace. But meeting expectations from without 
they won't do that. And being accepted like that On without... A, which is conditional. Yes, without acceptance of yourself. Yeah. Um, doesn't work long-term. No, that's right. So you've had some people write to you about this, yeah? Oh, gosh, yes. Um, but it, I say, oh, yes, because a lot of people write about this. But one in particular I wanted to share with you. It's from this wonderful woman who... Um, has really been struggling with her identity forever. She's not been able to come to peace with her identity in herself or her identity in the world around her. And this has been an ongoing battle for years for her. And it, <laughs> I've said a lot of things to help her, but it's like um, she's having a very hard time receiving and internalizing what I'm saying to her because her battle is raging within. Yeah, we hear that a lot. We hear that from a people, especially seems to be youth lately, but but actually, and folks in their 70s. So everybody in between is okay. But, <laughs> right, um, exactly. No. But we hear, we'll talk to people for a long time and someone that we've known for, for years and work with for years. And sometimes they'll have a moment where they express the same fear they expressed the very first time we heard from them. Yes. You know, well, I know that, but I'm so afraid God this. Or, or I know that, but I can't help feeling bad when I'm attracted to this. Or, you know, right. this kind of, again, that internalized stuff, they don't, it just pops up. Yes. And yes. so how, how did you respond to her when she wrote you? Well, I've, I've written her quite a few times. Um, but what I wanted to share from her was about the struggle that that has been going on. She actually... She kind of wrote it out in, in a long form, but then she summed it up with these eight things, eight points that I thought were really astute. She summed it up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm, that's the part I want to read to you. Um, here's her struggle. Number one, I have tried stop being attracted to women in general. Two, if offered the chance... To be completely heterosexual, I would accept the chance. Oh, wow. That just hurts my heart. It hurts. Number three, I wish I weren't lesbian bisexual. Four, I feel that being lesbian bisexual is a personal shortcoming for me. Five, I have tried to become more sexually attracted to men. Mm. Number six, I've often felt it best to avoid personal or social involvement with other lesbian, bisexual women. You see where this is leaving her. Oh, yeah. I mean, completely isolated. Afraid. And afraid. Hating herself and alone. Yes. Number seven, I feel alienated from myself because of being lesbian, bisexual. Number eight, I wish I could develop more erotic feelings about men. So all of these things center. I know if that broke your heart, mm. then you heard it correctly. It, it, all of these things center around her inability to accept herself as she is, which was conditioned into her. This person was not born coming out of her mother's womb thinking, oh, I'm a failure. I, you know, I am far short of the standard. It was taught into her, conditioned into her deeply. And the pain that comes from that I want everybody... It comes from what? Yeah. Everybody, to hear, I want you to hear this really clearly. The pain does not come from being queer. The pain comes 
from the internalized belief that she shouldn't be queer and the repugnance that she is. Mm. Wow. You say that again? The pain that she has expressed does not come from being queer. And your pain doesn't come from being queer. It comes from the internalized belief that she shouldn't be queer or that you shouldn't be queer and the repugnance because she is. Mm. And as we said, and as we've said before, all of this she was taught is quote, God endorsed, which again, I, I quote because it's not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But she was taught that it is God endorsed, which makes those, makes that struggle, makes those wounds even deeper, even more hurtful. And you should never, she should never have had to hide. Yeah. You shouldn't have to hide here. We see you, we celebrate you, who you are, as you are. And that's what you deserve. That's what serves you well. Yes. I love that. I love that definition of deserve, by the way. It serves you well. And the thing about it is that that I bet she couldn't, in fact, I know this because we've talked about it, but she is not able to pinpoint where she learned this. She might remember a, a comment or this comment or that stray thing, but she doesn't really grasp the magnitude of, of the source of this internalized queer phobia. And when you can't identify the source and it keeps rolling around in your brain, you're left thinking it comes from you. And, yeah. and she, you know, I, <laughs> I pointed out a few things she had said about her family that I saw as the origin of some of her self-rejection. Um, but it, it was hard for her to see. And she said, oh, really? Could that lead to that? I'm like, yes. Especially when you add it on. When you add right, it on it to the cultural up. training and everything she's heard in yeah. church. And- Death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So I just, I've got a suggestion for you. A gift. Did you have more about that before I go into this? No, I just, I'm so sad about this. It's yeah. just so difficult because it's such a, and we hear it in the desperation of people. Yes. Who, you know, who have been out and living out free for a long time, but they're, they, they struggle with this internalized stuff that they don't understand where it comes from. And it pops up and when they thought they were done dealing with it, or those who are, who are smacked out in the middle of family, faith, community rejection, that the internalized queer phobia will often quote, confirm or give more weight to what others are saying about them than, than that deserves. Yes. It, it agrees with what others are saying about them. Yes. And what others are saying agrees with what they're afraid, you know, internally is the truth. Um, and this is huge. I mean, I, I feel like we, you know, this is probably going to be 25 minutes or so long, and it's like, oh, we can't cover this in 25 minutes. So <laughs> I, I, want, I want you to know in this that you're not alone. Here, like I said at the start, if you can hear my voice, you're not alone. And um, we will go on this journey with you and we will help you surround yourself with, with people who will affirm you and accept you for who you are and help you find a place where you belong uh, as you work. And this is not an overnight process because it didn't take an overnight to get there. Uh, but 
to help identify, like you said, to help identify when, when, oh, that doesn't serve me well. That's, I can reject that. Even just to identify, oh, that's internalized queerphobia. That's where that's coming from because I'm giving weight to things that have no business having weight. To identify that is a huge, one, huge, powerful first step in that. So I just want to know that we see you and that we love you dearly. Yes. Well. You had a suggestion? I do. I have a suggestion for you. And, and let me just say, um, this is not a substitute for therapy. And this woman that I just read you, um, her list, I've really recommended several times that she see a therapist, but she's too afraid to do it. So I just want to tell you that this is not a substitute for therapy, what I'm about to suggest. It's just an adjunct to help you along the way. But you want to talk about the importance of therapy? I think the I think therapy, so we have a young gal um, that has been through hell growing up. It, awful, awful things. And um, we did a lot of work together. And so, which was powerful for her, but she was saying, oh, good, I'm past this now. I'm done. And I said, no, you really need real therapy. Like, not real, <laughs> you need professional therapy. And she heard that as something's wrong with her, that I'm saying she's broken. And I was saying, no, something's right with you. Mm. And this, and therapy will help you discover what that is. She was so cute because she would say, okay, I will. We find out after the fact, uh, yeah. but then what happened? She, she went, she, and it took all her trust in me. She has considerable trust in me, in us. Um, and it took all of that for her to go. And I said, if it, if, if you feel yucky in it, you can leave. But she didn't. She really, and now has written us, I don't know how many uh, messages saying, thank you, thank you, thank you for recommending therapy because it's changed my life. And so all of that is to say, please get the therapy you need because you deserve it. It's not because something's wrong with you. It's because something's right with you and you get to go and recover what that is. You're a, a square peg that's been forced in a round hole as we have. And, and you deserve to find your fit again as you are in the world and not forced into something else. All right. That's my plug about therapy, which <laughs> I have no, you know, yeah, vested therapy, interest in. Yeah. I just. Therapy is not a sponsor of this show. No, <laughs> no, it should be, but it's not. <laughs> All right. So here's my, my gift for you suggestion to help you shift things. Okay. Uh, imagine yourself, imagine someone that you love dearly. Maybe it's a child. If you have a child that you love dearly, a niece or a nephew or, you know, somebody you know, someone totally safe for you and someone that you love or an adult, but someone's completely safe and that you love. Imagine sitting with them and they pour out their heart to you and all of that angst that those eight items that I just read about animosity toward themselves, wishing they were different than they were, 
they're pouring that out to you. And they're saying that's how they feel about themselves. And you're listening and your heart is breaking and you're saying, oh no, sweetheart, no, you don't need to feel that way. That's not true about you. And you don't want them to feel that way because you know they don't deserve it. What would you tell them? How would you deconstruct that for them? Would you grab them and hug them? Would you stroke their their shoulders? Would you write them a letter with all those things? When, or record yourself speaking all those things? I want you to do that. And then go to the mirror and read that letter or listen to that recording and let it in because you deserve all of that love and compassion that you would have for that person you love. You deserve that too. And your younger you inside that's been shoved into the corner or into the closet or crushed with terrible words thrown at you or or physical pain. You deserve freedom from all of that. And go, go and give yourself that. And I would like you to let me know how that goes for you. I'd really like to hear what happens for you. So to that end, I want to start you off. Okay, you ready? You are magnificent. You are beautifully, wonderfully designed exactly as you are. You are a lovely human being. You deserve all the space that you take up in the world. Stretch out your arms and legs if you're able. Pull yourself to your fullest physical size. All that space and more you deserve to take up in this world. You belong in this world. You're here for a purpose. Even if you don't know what that is yet, and probably you don't, we, you, you know, it takes a while. You deserve to know that you have a place here and that people around you love you and will love you as they get to know you. And you can open yourself up to those people coming into your life and pouring out their love for you just as you pour yourself out in love for others. You deserve all of that. And you deserve to love who you are. You deserve to look in the mirror and smile at yourself and say, I love you. I do that all the time. So you just, you just get permission from me to say, I love you. And You're magnificent and smile at yourself. Kiss yourself in the mirror because you deserve it. We love you. We are so grateful to be in community with you. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid? Someday, so I call you up and you call me down, would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www 
www.freedhearts.org. Just come say hello. And if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast, things you'd like us to talk about, reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org. The music is provided by Hannah Cottrell, our daughter, the Grammy-nominated Saint Sinner. And you can find out more about her at heystsinner.com. Please share this, subscribe, and follow on your favorite platform. And thanks for listening.